If you run an amortization at the 3.75% that the, that the school district is saying, it's $96 million in interest. Now, keep in mind, it's important to point out that that's not part of the current tax levy. So 194.7 would be assessed to your taxes, but the interest payment comes out of the operational budget for the school district. So if they can't afford to pay teachers right now, how are they going to pay a million dollars a month for the school? I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. Lacrosse Superintendent of Schools Aaron Engel is holding meetings to sell his $195 million building project to people in the Lacrosse School District. The Lacrosse Tribune reported on a meeting in which Engel made the case for his plan to build a new high school at the train site on the south side of Lacrosse. Bill, you've been following this story. What's your take on Engel's plan? Well, I went to the Lacrosse School District website, and they've got a couple of pages there dedicated to the referendum. And uh, they provide the rationale. There's there's three reasons why they say that we need this uh, huge new high school on the south side of Lacrosse. The first one is declining enrollment. And the school district website blames this problem on lower birth rates, which is certainly true. But what they never seem to acknowledge is that parents don't like the woke curricula that the Lacrosse School District has been teaching. So what we're seeing is more students being enrolled in private schools and homeschooling because they don't like what's being taught to their students. And I, I can just share one quick anecdote. I had a mother who contacted me back during COVID who was shocked to see that her her child had been assigned a writing assignment uh, to describe why Donald Trump was a white supremacist. Unreal. So, so part of the declining enrollment is they just aren't producing a very good product. And, and part of that is declining test scores. Test scores were about one in three students were proficient in English and math. The most recent testing shows that that's declined to about one in four students. So uh, declining enrollment is one of the reasons they cite that we need this, but they don't ever seem to acknowledge that they have some problems that are also contributing to that declining enrollment. The second reason is no new state funding. So uh, this is just an outright deception. Uh, Federal COVID relief to Wisconsin schools totaled $2.6 billion in the current biennium. That was on top of a $128 million increase by the state of Wisconsin. Uh, We add all this money up together, and what was it? It was a 17% increase in funding for K-12 education in our state. So this is a total deception. Uh, In the previous biennial budget, the increase was 9%. So saying that there hasn't been adequate funding from the state, that's just a non-starter. The article that I'm citing here is from the McIver Institute. It was written by WISN talk show host Dan O'Donnell. And O'Donnell concluded that Wisconsin's public schools are as well-funded as they've ever been, and any suggestion to the contrary is simply dishonest. Uh, I've posted this article on the Fact Check WIZM Facebook page if people are interested in reading it. The third reason that the school district cites for needing this new high school is aging buildings. And uh, at that recent meeting at Longfellow Elementary, Ingalls talked about the fact that Longfellow was built in 1939 and that all three middle schools are now more than 80 years old. I'm not sure why Ingalls thinks that the age of our middle schools is an issue because his own plan eliminates them. 
<laughs> they, they would be consolidated into uh, the new high school or into the two existing high schools. And uh, interestingly, uh, I took a look and Aquinas High School, which has been increasing its enrollment, was built in 1928. So I haven't heard any calls for a new $200 million Catholic high school. I'd be interested to know what the test scores are from Aquinas High School. Well, I can tell you because my daughter's a graduate that Aquinas has been a blue ribbon school. They only name one of those in Wisconsin each year. And I think it's well known the quality of education that students get at Aquinas High School. So what you're saying is it's possible to have a building that was built in 1928 and produce quality education. Looks that way to me. All right. So we've been hearing that parents with students who attend Logan might consider moving their kids to a high school closer, like Onalaska, Luther, Aquinas, or even West Salem. It seems like an obvious consequence to Ingalls' plan. Uh, ironically, his plan, which is in response to declining enrollment, is actually going to cause further declines in enrollment as parents choose to send their students to schools that are closer to home. And uh, at this time, we have a special guest on our show today, Vicki Markison, former candidate for mayor of La Crosse and uh, currently a spokesperson for the North La Crosse Business Association. Vicki's also involved, uh, becoming involved with an organization called Vote No Lacrosse. Welcome to the show, Vicki. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Can you just share some of the things that you've learned listening to concerned parents on the north side about this proposed referendum? Yeah, I think it's important to note that I literally an hour ago just had a news conference where the North Lacrosse Business Association announced that they are in opposition of this referendum, and it is from a lot of those voices on the north side. Obviously, the north side, uh, 46% of those Logan students are on free and reduced lunch. And we like to say that we need strong neighbors to have strong businesses on the north side and all of La Crosse. And so when we have some of those families that worry about transportation, they worry about the time that the students um, are going to be spending getting to school, you're going to have fewer sports. Um, There's just a lot of hardships that haven't been factored in. So one of the things that really struck me in our conversation before the show was you talked about how this grandiose plan on the south side of La Crosse doesn't actually have fields included for sports. And how does that work out in in Engel's plan? So $194.7 million does not include any competitive fields on this new facility. The only thing it will have is a competitive gym. So what that means is that if you are going to a varsity football game or a varsity soccer game, those will be held at Logan. And keep in mind, it will no longer be Logan High School. It will now be Logan Middle School because that's where they're moving the middle schoolers to. And then they are going to continue to have junior varsity at the new facility down on the south side. So if you have a varsity player and a junior varsity player, they're playing at two fields. And there's no time for a parent to get to both of those if you have someone playing it on two teams at two different facilities. What are some of the other problems that you've heard about? From a business perspective, how we look at it is this is the school district coming and asking for a loan. And they are saying, if we were a business, we have fewer and fewer customers. Those customers, though, deserve an amazing building. And so will you give us a huge loan? We're going to go build a facility that's away from one-third of our audience, and then we're going to continue to lose customers. (laughs) No bank would 
offer those funds, right? So this building, this new building is going to be built at capacity. It will be full the second the students move in. And then in this beautiful new building, the hallways will get more and more vacant. In the meantime, we still have $63 million of repairs that are needed to our elementary school. So there is a huge gap and people are saying, there's another referendum that's going to be coming. This doesn't fix everything. And that is the fear. Wow. That, that's a huge bill, $63 million. You know, it seems to me that the proposal that makes the most sense is, is the one where they would consolidate the middle schools into the two high schools. That preserves the identity of the Logan Rangers and this crosstown rivalry. It, it continues to allow more opportunities for children to participate in sports after school. Uh, to me, that's the that's the proposal that should be made here. One of the things that strikes me about this proposal is it's almost like we're being held hostage. Our kids are being held hostage because if we don't vote for this referendum, then there is no plan B. And and I just have to say that when we look at the people that are serving on the lacrosse school board and Aaron Engels, none of these people have any background in business. And it would seem to me that if you pursued this idea of consolidating junior high schools into the high schools, that also allows you to divest the three middle schools and all of that maintenance that you just talked about, you know, part of that is of that 63 million goes to bring the middle schools up to speed, but we could divest that, open that real estate up for more development. Do you have some thoughts about how that might work? Yeah, so a couple of things. We had a commercial real estate person at our news conference today, and she said, you can't underestimate the value of older buildings. It is possible. You look at the old county building and what has happened with that. It is possible to save significant dollars by using the great structure that exists. So uh, there is potential to develop the to develop Logan High School to further develop Central High School, but it's also about lost revenue. So a lot of people th- see the train headquarters and think, "What business is going to want to go in on that mm-hmm. forty acres?" So keep in mind, forty acres of the train headquarters is the exact same size as the old Mobile Oil site, the the River Point District, and they're thinking, "What a hundred million dollars of potential revenue off of that property?" But if we look at that train property and see that's 80 homes on 40 acres, that's 160 students, that's $2 million coming into into the school district, and it also increases enrollment, right? So we need single-family homes that are of the, the year, the stock, if you will, that attracts families, and that is huge potential that would be lost by putting a school on there. That, to me, is like shooting yourself in the foot, right? How are you ever going to attract families if you locate your school on the land that attracts them? That's a great point. And and the other point about building this on those 40 acres on the south side of La Crosse is they're telling us, because of declining enrollment, this building is going to be obsolete in probably as little as 10 years. So it doesn't seem like this has been well thought out. And And what's even more disturbing is there doesn't seem to be a fallback What's going to happen if this referendum fails in November? Who, how, what kind of timeline do we have to look at this other alternative of moving junior high schools into the high schools, divesting the properties that we don't need? It, it seems like uh, we're going to be way behind in trying to develop a plan B here. Absolutely. And that's a common comment that people make of just the unanswered questions, right? So even asking how much is busing going to cost, because now you're adding significant 
cost to that? There's no answer to those questions. Um, even asking, it took, what has it been now, two months to get an answer to is interest. How do you pay for the $96 million of interest on this property? So so just a moment. Yeah. So we're, we're told that this is going to cost $195 million, but what you're saying is that there could be as much as $100 million in interest if you run an amortization at the 3.75% that the that the school district is saying, it's $96 million in interest. Now, keep in mind, it's important to point out that that's not part of the current tax levy. So 194.7 would be assessed to your taxes, but the interest payment comes out of the operational budget for the school district. So if they can't afford to pay teachers right now, how are they going to pay a million dollars a month for the school. That's outstanding. Why are we investing in this Taj Mahal High School and not increasing the pay for teachers? I mean, we all know that there's rampant inflation right now. I mean, that just seems like a, you know, we keep hearing about the difficulty recruiting teachers for our schools and and we're not stepping up to the plate in helping them with meaningful increases in their wages, but we're going to spend almost 300 million dollars including interest to build a Taj Mahal high school. That sounds like misplaced priorities to me. Without athletic fields. Without athletic fields. The more that we look into this, the crazier it gets. Are there any other thoughts you'd like to share? I will just say this. It's really difficult for the teachers to speak out on this because it's speaking out against their boss. Unfortunately, they can't even contribute to uh, the Vote No campaign because their name becomes public to the school district. That's who the who the reports go to. So anyone who knows a teacher, ask them their opinion. It's, it is rampant what they think, and you just have to ask them quietly. Well, Vicki Markison, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been very informative. I hope people will take the time to look into this. Let's get some more facts, and let's ask some difficult questions of Aaron Engels about some of these points that you've brought forward today. If they want to be involved, the websites that they can go to? Nonewschool.com. Nonewschool.com. And you can join the conversation on our Facebook page, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Vicki Markison, former candidate for mayor. Maybe you remember that. Also CEO and owner of Engage Greater Lacrosse and a representative of the North Business Association. We appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. Fact Check, your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. You can listen to the podcast at wisdomnews.com and on the app or anywhere you listen to podcasts.